you are listening to the Grow Daily podcast and I'm your host Piyush Agarwal. Welcome to the 32nd episode of this podcast series and today we will continue our discussion from the last episode on retrospective meetings. So if you haven't heard the 31st episode yet, I would recommend that you go ahead and listen to that episode first because this is a continuation of that very episode. So on today's episode, we will talk about how you can make your retrospective meetings effective, some of the retrospective formats that can work for your team and can make it really easy to implement your first retrospective, and finally, are there specific tools that can make your life easier in running such meetings? I hope that you have already completed the task that I had assigned in the last episode. Make sure that you identify a scrum master or facilitator for your meetings. Decide on a time when you would like to conduct these meetings. Ideally, these should be periodic meetings with maybe two to three weeks of a gap in between, but they should be done religiously and over time. I hope you have completed these tasks and are excited about holding your first retrospective meetings. There are quite a few points that you should keep in mind in order to run an effective retrospective meeting. And when I say effective, it should be fun, it should be engaging for everyone who is part of the meeting, and finally, it should be productive. Because if not done well, retrospective meetings can easily turn into a bashing session. A session where everybody is just disappointed and clearly calling out what's wrong with everything in their life. So we don't want that. We want these meetings to be positive, to be something that actually pushes the team to do more and get excited about the path forward. I know that sounds like a lot of pressure on one small meeting, but trust me, there are ways that it can be easily done and effectively done and we will be talking about those in today's episode. In case you're new to Grow Daily Podcast, I just want to take a minute and tell you what do we do here. On this podcast, we are all about growing and crushing at our business. I believe that growth is something that needs to be sustainable and cannot be achieved overnight. Viral growth is something that everybody dreams of, but it's not so much of a reality. You can grow in a viral way, you can hit your tipping point, but you still need to do the right things in order to sustain that kind of growth. And sustenance is what will make your business run for long. So on this daily podcast series, I basically share tips and tricks on how we can make running and growing our business smooth. I make sure that you take smart calls and follow smart ways of doing things that will help you grow your business, do more of your time and make you a lot more productive. With that, let's get started with how you can run a more effective retrospective meeting of your own. So firstly, let's go over some do's and don'ts to run an effective retrospective meeting. This is something that I have already mentioned, but we need to have a facilitator who is unbiased and neutral, who knows how to make sure that the team is discussing in an engaged manner and also help take the discussion towards where it will be most productive for the meeting. So we need an effective and powerful facilitator who will be neutral, who is not in a position of power, someone that people would be okay sharing their ideas with. There wouldn't be any inhibitions. So choose the facilitator well. The next point to remember is that these meetings are also to imbibe a sense of pride and positivity among the team members. So start with the good things. Start with the celebrations. Start with the kudos. Start with the messages where people and their good work are called out by their own team members. Because only when we celebrate successes and congratulate the team for a job well done, will they be open to improving and getting even better at the work that they are already doing. Make sure that you are celebrating successes, you are calling out the good things first. 
Then have a clear goal for each meeting. You do not really need to cover all the topics that a team cares about in a single meeting. Different retrospectives can have different goals. So set out the goal first and also share the goal and what the team is supposed to be doing in this meeting before the meeting starts. Make sure that you share the details of the meeting on what is expected from them way before the meeting starts and ensure that they take at least 15 minutes in exploring what they will be saying in the meeting. A lot of times when the ideas are pushed to be drawn in the meeting itself, that's a lot of pressure on the team members. So ideally they should have put some thoughts before the meeting and be prepared to share in the meeting and think more openly. The next very important point is to make sure that everybody get a chance to speak. A lot of times in a meeting there are a few people who are always outspoken, who are always more open to sharing their thoughts. What happens in the process is if they are the only ones talking, it pushes other team members off and doesn't encourage them to share their views. So make sure that the scrum master or the facilitator is doing their job of ensuring that the whole team participates and someone doesn't feel left out. That doesn't happen by just asking people, specific people to share their thoughts because you should be building an environment where people feel the urge to share on their own. And that can only happen if the environment that you're building is extremely positive and open to their opinions. They don't feel judged. They don't feel that by sharing, they may be ridiculed later. So make sure you are creating a safe environment for everyone. And lastly, identify the action items that are required to be completed at the end of the meeting. Everybody should be aware of what are the action items they are taking away at the end of the meeting and also who is responsible for which of the action items. It's very important that when people are suggesting some ideas, that's not when you call out who should be taking care of that. And especially, don't try to assign the idea to the same person who came up with the idea because that will also deter people from sharing. They would feel that if they are suggesting something, it will just add more work on their head. So make sure you are clearly identifying who would be the right person to implement an idea or an improvement and only then go ahead and do it if they are willing to take it on their self. One more thing that I would like to add is don't look at retrospectives as a way to continuously improve with every single meeting. Take decisions on which ideas need to go based on what kind of improvement they will make and also what's the effort involved. Something like starting a stand-up meeting on time is not really a lot of effort, so that should happen any which way. But an idea which will require a certain amount of development time and effort to identify solutions should be considered in a way that it helps the team and the team is excited about it not making it a lot more tedious and a lot more work for the team to implement. So those are some of the do's and don'ts that will help you run an effective meeting. Now, to make it even more productive, you need to have and follow some retrospective formats. There are a lot of formats available online that you can just look up and find. However, there are two formats that I think are very simple to consume and very quick to implement. The first one is the start, stop, continue format. In this format, you divide all the ideas and conversations among these three buckets. The first one being start are the things that the team thinks that they should start doing. That is, start coming on time. Start notifying people when a new social media post goes out and things like that. Um, then you should be talking about things that the team wants to stop doing. Stop sharing an email on a Monday morning and things like that. So basically everybody shares an idea that they want to start implementing on their process and it would lead to improvements towards the goal. They would want to stop because these are things that they have been doing and they're not going so well. They're not leading to the results that are expected. And finally, the third bucket being continue. 
These are the things that the team is doing really well and something that's working out and we shouldn't stop or these shouldn't be dropped out. So have the team talk about the things that are working and make sure that everybody continues to do them. At the end, you should have a ton of ideas in each of the bucket. You need to make sure that you mark out the ideas that the team feels are needed to be done. And how do we go about that? I'll talk about it a little later. The other format, which is also quite simple and popular is good, bad, better, best. This format works a little better than the start, stop, continue, because this gives more opportunity to call out the good things that's happening in the team. Good are the things that went well. These are the areas where the team met or exceeded expectations. Always start with good because that sets a positive note. Next, move to bad. Bad are things that did not go well. These are the areas where the team did not meet expectations or unexpected problems occurred. Having the team do the self-evaluation and identify the things that did not go well makes them more responsible for the downfall of all those things. This also ensures that they are more open to improving and changing things to ensure that the same thing does not come in the bad section again. Then there's the better. These are the opportunities for improvement and this is what this meeting is all about. We basically want to make sure that everybody provides suggestions on how something can be done in a better way. And last, best. Best is where we celebrate the outstanding performances. We celebrate people who have gone above and beyond the set expectations to deliver their work. This also helps to create a positive environment for the whole team and encourages everybody to go beyond what's expected. So these are the two formats that I think are great to try and get started on retrospectives. Like I said, there are multiple other formats available and over time, you can refine this process to a process that works best for your team, for your own business. The whole idea for retrospectives is that you should get started and find ways that you can improve your business. The format is just a tool that's available to aid that kind of growth. Now, there are some best practices that you should be following when conducting a retrospective meeting. Through the meeting, you would have received a ton of ideas. But it doesn't mean you need to go out and implement all of those. Firstly, because implementing the ideas would require time. And second, not every idea would lead to the same kind of improvement. So it's important that the team votes for the ideas that they would like to go ahead and implement. Make sure that you have some time towards the end of the retrospective to have the whole team vote on the ideas that they want to be implemented. You can have a single vote policy, but a better way to go about this would be to have a multi-vote. Everyone gets three votes and they can pick three different ideas. In case you think that there are not a ton of ideas available for that particular meeting, you can go with a single vote as well. However, three votes generally work better because you're not really choosing the best idea, but you're choosing the ideas that will help the team move forward. Second, you should always plan out for the next retrospective in that particular retrospective meeting as well. Call out when the team should expect the next meeting to happen, Make sure that they are aware that you would be picking the action items on that meeting and going over the status of those. So anybody who's responsible for a particular item or an idea should be prepared for that meeting. And others should come up with newer ideas, newer ways, new improvement that should happen. So set a timeline, set a duration of how often would you want to have a retrospective meeting and stick to it. And lastly, while all of this does sound a lot of work, as a scrum master, the facilitator needs to make sure that the team is having fun through the process. The team should be excited about debating the ideas, contributing the ideas, and even thinking over it. They should be having fun while talking about the successes and the things that did not go well. 
Overall, it's not supposed to be a heavy discussion. It's supposed to be lighthearted and something that encourages people to participate and play along. So make sure that you are keeping it fun and positive all throughout. And lastly, you can use some tools to help you in the process of collating these ideas. If everyone who is supposed to be in the meeting is in one room, then you can go old style. Pick up a bunch of post-its and start making a note of all the ideas on individual post-its and then put them on a board in their individual buckets. That way everybody can see the ideas and you can easily move them around as and when needed. In case everybody is not in the same room and you are conducting this call over a conference call or a video call, you can use Trello. Trello is a Kanban board which is completely online and free. You can go ahead and create a new board and add these different categories and start adding ideas as individual cards and then you can move around the cards as needed. Why I like Trello a lot is also because all of it is online and accessible for everyone. Generally, it's easy to lose the post-it notes. On Trello, you can actually assign the cards to the people who are responsible for them. And then in the comment section, they can keep sharing the progress of that card right on Trello. While if everybody is in the room, post-its may be a great idea because you can completely go off gadgets. Computers and gadgets can be a distraction even if it's only the facilitator who is using them. So if everybody's in the room, post-its are a great way to engage, but you should still switch to Trello after the meeting and record everything as cards on a Trello board. That will make sure that everybody can access the board and access the progress of a retrospective anytime that they want to. It would also come handy in the next retrospective meeting where you can just pull the Trello board and discuss the ideas that were assigned in the last meeting. With that, we have come to an end of this episode. I hope you found it helpful. The retrospective meeting that I participated in with one of my clients was quite helpful. Although it followed a different format from the ones that I have talked about, it was extremely fun, quite engaging and very participative. At the end of the meeting, the team came back with several things that would help them do their work better and they were excited about making those improvements. And that's what we are driving for. We are driving to make improvements that will make our lives easier and help us grow faster. Thank you for taking the time out and listening to today's episode. If you do run a retrospective, do write to me at hello at the rate and share your experience. Also, if you're loving the podcast series, do leave a review on iTunes. It would help more people discover the podcast and also help me reach a lot more people. And that's all. This is Piyush Agarwal and you have been listening to the Grow Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening. Keep crushing. Keep crushing.